0: Welcome to Killer Women with your host, best-selling author, Danielle Gerard. The Killer Women Vodcast is pleased to be a part of the Authors on the Air global radio network. To learn more about Danielle and her books, visit her at www.daniellegerard.com and to access all of our vodcasts, go to youtube.com forward slash authors on the air. And now... Danielle's next killer woman. Hello and welcome to the killer women podcast a proud member of the authors on the air global network. I'm your host Danielle Gerard and today's guest is Allie Reynolds. British born Allie Reynolds is a former freestyle snowboarder who swapped her snowboard for a surfboard and moved to Gold Coast, Australia, where she taught English for 15 years. She still lives by the beach in Australia with her family. Her debut thriller, Shiver, which I see over her shoulder there, sold in 24 territories and will be translated into 23 languages. And her second book, The Swell, which I have right here, is another gorgeous cover. I can get my light to not shine on it. Um, it was released on July 19th. So welcome, Allie. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. So this is,
0: tell us, before I start to ask all the questions that are running through my brain, tell um, our listeners a little bit about the premise of The Swell, because it's pretty creepy.
1: Oh, thank you. (laughs) So um, I pitched The Swell as... Point Break meets the beach with a bit of Agatha Christie thrown in and a bit of the Survivor TV show thrown in. So if you can kind of imagine all those elements, that gives you as well. (laughs) So it's set at a remote Australian beach and um, it's about a reclusive uh, tribe of surfers that have claimed that beach for their own Yes, they have.
0: And our main character, um, our main character goes, Kenna, goes actually there in search of a, a, her friend, Mickey. Um, and Mickey has joined this, um, this tribe of, of surfers. And they are quite, um, yeah, they are qu- quite uh, protective of this surf. So I have so many questions because, of course, I'm a non-surfer. My father was a surfer and grew up in LA and loved oh, to surf, but I never could get my feet <laughs> to stay on the board without falling off. So... I was really drawn to this world, and obviously you're a surfer. So, how easy, you know, was it, or how hard was it to 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 create this world around surfing? How how did you come up with this?
1: Sure. Well, to start with, I think surfing is the hardest sport ever. I would. So, yeah, I I would definitely say that. I've tried just about every board sport there is, and for me, it's so hard. And yeah. all the Aussies learn from, you know, when they're a child, so mm. it, they make it so easy. But I only picked it up when I uh, was about 27 years old. When I quit snowboarding, I picked it up as a safer option. But 20 years on, I, I'm kind of thinking, yeah, it's maybe not a safer option, because it's smashed me up more than snowboarding has mm. actually. Oh, so, But yeah, it's an amazing and unique sport. It's extremely addictive. And um, one problem is there's only really a limited amount of waves. It's not like tennis or soccer where you just, you know, Mm. hire a court or a pitch and you go play. There's a limited amount of waves and more and more people in the world are discovering this amazing sport. So it gets very, very crowded out there in in a lot of places. And especially in Australia where I live here on the Gold Coast, I would say it's one of the most crowded Surf, um, surf spots in, in, in the earth here yes. and yeah it, people imagine surfers I think who, people who don't surf imagine them as being you know gentle type sort of peaceful hippies you know with the long hair maybe dance around the
0: yeah.
1: and play guitar but really I would say it's not like that at all in my experience here um, if you paddle out in the water there you will see aggression and violence, intimidation tactics, bullying very, very regularly. There's localism, racism, just people very, very territorial about that wave spot. The strongest people will try to bully all the weaker ones. Um, There's not very many women that surf. So Mm. you always feel quite intimidated actually paddling out there. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of wanted to show this world and I got thinking about you know, how far might surfers actually go to find perfect, uncrowded ways? And, and I think, yeah, they would go quite a long way. <laughs> I mean, it
0: seems like that is, I 100% bought into the sort of relaxed hippie, um, you know, stereotype of surfers. So, okay, I mean, but I want to back up a second because you said surfing was hard, but it's interesting as a snowboarder, it's not an easy transition.
1: Because the waves move it, or what yes, exactly every mm-hmm. wave is different and every surf spot is so different and the wind can change so it's different seconds later and on a snowboard or on skis you know you buy your lift pass and you sit in a nice comfortable chairlift or cable right. car and it takes you up the mountain nice and warm and dry and then you know anyone that can pay for a lift pass can can go down but surfing a lot of, it, it's almost impossible to paddle out a lot of times. Right. You know, first you've got to fight the waves and duck dive and paddle out. And then you've got to fight the crowd for your wave. So, and then the water is moving. It's yeah. It's really very
0: different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have to say, you have to really earn your right to be there just to get out, just by getting out yeah. there to start with. Right. You have to be really yeah. strong. That <laughs> might've been where I failed is just like getting out it past those, yeah. those big waves. Um, So um, sports therapy actually comes up as what is um, in your main character story. And I thought that was interesting because you said you quit um, snowboarding. Was that an injury?
1: I, I, I did have an injury, but I saw two very close female friends, Break their necks and be told they would never walk again, doing oh. the trick that I knew I would need to try to get further up the rankings. So it made me really question, you know, how much do I want this? Am I prepared to risk my mob- mobility? And Your life, I was yeah. I didn't want to pay that price and I'm, I'm happy with my decision. So I pulled out at 27 wow. and I was quite sort of something was really missing for my life for a long time, but I was um, dating an Aussie guy in London and he took me to Australia on holiday and I discovered surfing. And at first I was like, wow, I can fall and not hurt myself, not break anything But right. I've seen. Yeah, discovered that is not always the case at all.
0: <laughs> right. Well, it does. It looks rough out there, and if you get—I mean, I've been out enough to get tossed down to the bottom and thrown around in a little, you know, like a in a washing machine, and that's not that much fun. So, um, one of the things, of course, that comes to mind when there—the the book is set in this, you know, extremely creepy, hard to reach, um, you know, down a down a long gravel road, which at times is closed because it's um, not in in. You know, it's not passable, um, and we tr- we learn, of course, that that's that's part of the way that we we can keep people out of this cove. But the cove itself is this—you know—it sounds beautiful, but also very, uh, you know, isolated and creepy. And it, it's a very su- I think it's a very successful. Uh, landscape to set this to set a book you know because it's it has that like you said agatha christie it's a little bit of a closed door mystery right there's only so many characters who really are there to blame and as i said to you before we started this call i kept waiting for the shark right because that's what i think of when i think of um surfing you know where yeah. was the, where was the shark and then tell us tell our listeners what you said
1: <laughs> there was a shark and you <laughs> take it out <laughs> they
0: didn't want you to write jobs like I and, and we, we we read a lot of we read a fair number of stories over here about shark attacks yeah. of surfers in australia so i yeah. think um it certainly happens but it isn't
1: it is- common and it's always very shocking when it happens i think in 2022 we had a, a really terrible year for shark attacks here it, there was a record number I, I think something like 12 people here were killed by sharks oh my um, gosh is that last one year? of my local beach it was absolutely shocking my local little beach here in probably waist-deep water where i take my kids learning to surf there and one one poor guy the shark went for him and yeah he the, the injuries were, were were too serious so and you yeah. still go into that water <laughs> I think that's a sign of how addictive surfing is I guess it the must be yeah I,
0: I feel okay that I never got addicted yes well that I think you know I, I'm sure there's still it's still rare enough right but it's yeah that is that is really that is really scary well yeah. that's the story the story certainly doesn't need a shark to end, <laughs> to raise the odds because it's very uh it's got a lot of Really high intensity scenes here. So one of the things we talked about a little bit, uh, you know, I want to talk about a little bit is the the fact that all of these characters, um, and and, in different degrees, are act with some moral gray. There's a there's nobody who sort of does always exactly the right thing. And so I wanted, you know, that we talked a little bit about sort of how competitive the surf thing can be. Do you think that's that's something that's that's more prevalent in surfers, are we all capable of doing things um, in, in that sort of gray to, to, the black area, you know, what I, do you think? I think,
1: um, well, with competitiveness, I, I think you know many top athletes are very, very competitive people, and um, that's how they get to be the best because they are competitive. I think in real life, we often see men behaving like that, not so often women behaving like that. But female athletes, yeah, definitely, they they are very, very competitive. So, and that's maybe a bit more overt than it would be for. You know, other people. So it, it might, you know, we, we might notice it more. Um, yeah, I, I think grey characters are really interesting. Um, we, if they're all black, then yeah, it's not as interesting. So I think there's some good and, and some bad in all of us. And I kind of like to have the reader not quite knowing what somebody might do or what they might be capable of and maybe really liking somebody one minute, but then finding out something that they did. So they're forced to question what they think of that person. So, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that that's what's so interesting about the characters, even our protagonist, everybody sort of makes, um, I will say, questionable decisions, right? Everybody, so when you, you obviously imagined uh, your last book, it looks like it was set uh, an idea. I haven't read the one yet, but I'm looking forward to it. It's set obviously in the mountains. Is it in yeah. the, the ski and the snowboarder world? Yeah. Um, so this book, when you you thought about sort of um, how did so the idea of, of setting a book in in the surfing world, you sort of explain. And that's, I mean, I have not read another. I mean, I've seen Point Break, right, which is yes. I guess the closest thing I have I have to thriller um, a thriller set in the surfing world, but. Um, What, how did, did you come up with one character first? There's a, since we have, you know, like you said, a tribe and I um, was there, how did it sort of emerge these, this, the inner play and without giving anything away too, but how did sort of the story develop? Were you focused on one person and then it grew or how did that happen?
1: Well, I, I think you know, I had several ideas when I was trying to write um, my book too, when I began writing and really I was inspired so much by, you know, two of my favourite books, one of them being this one, the beach. Uh It's such an amazing story. We have got these, you know, backpackers that discover their own secret beach and form a community there. And it seems like a paradise, but of course there's darkness in all of these characters that, you know, comes out. So I had an idea of doing a sort of surfing version of that, you know, incorporating that aspect into it. I also love how in Point Break, we've got this, you know, undercover cop who is tasked with investigating this tribe of surfers and he um, gets so sucked in and drawn into this group and just starts to feel the passion that they feel for the waves and the sport that he ends up being really morally torn between right. his duty as his job and you know these, his belonging and his love for this sport and he has some really difficult choices to make. So those those aspects sort of merged in my mm-hmm. head, and then of course I was thinking someone's got to die. <laughs> yeah, I'm very <laughs> so, Who died and why? I think that's where I start my plotting and. Yeah you know who killed them why why would they want to do that who is going to be trying to you know discover who killed them and what is that relationship you know to that person you need a compelling reason for your main character to be in that situation so i kind of felt that you know the jeopardy of having her her best friend in this potentially dangerous situation and then trying to subtly investigate what actually happened here. Mm-hmm. Australia also has a long history of missing backpackers. Yes. It's quite a, a dark aspect of it. There's those famous horror movies. Is it, is it, what is it called? There's, there's one where there's a, a couple traveling in the outback and they get yeah. kidnapped by that. There's quite a few really terrifying movies like that. Yes. Sadly, um, yeah, we do see in the media a fair bit um, backpackers going missing. So, of course, the thriller side of of me always is questioning, you know, I wonder why and, you know, asking sort of questions and coming up possible scenarios so i tied that in a little bit to this story
0: well and you 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 motivate mickey's decision to go um to go in um and look for i mean sorry kenna's decision to go and look for mickey because there are as she's arriving in sydney there are these posters that she sees of these you know missing um backpackers women um that make her think that you know Mickey. And Mickey's act, acting strangely. The other character, I mean, I, I, the characters are all, and I, I don't want to ruin anything, and I'm, I'm going to be very careful. But um, <laughs> one of the characters I wanted to sort of delve into a little bit, because you talked about sort of the way in which maybe women athletes, and, I, and of course, this is a show about women, and while well, we love men, I really like to investigate sort of and understand the women um, motivations and the women perspectives. And so, I'm super interested by Skye, who is sort of the leader of Um, of the tribe and tell me like how, you know, tell us a little bit about her. I don't don't think we're giving um, anything away to say that there's um, a particularly strong woman in, in the tribe and tell us sort of how did she emerge in your mind?
1: Sure. So I'm a massive reader. I always have been. I love reading, you know, a lot of thrillers and crime novels. And I love seeing really strong female characters. And quite often, I I think, especially in the past, we used to see, you know, Female characters being kind of the weak characters, the victims, and the men have to protect them. So, as a woman, I try and you know correct you know you know all, all this history by you know reversing this and having very strong female characters yeah. that maybe the men are a little bit intimidated by. So, um, yes, Sky, and they, is-
0: yeah, they are intimidated <laughs> by her, and actually, I was intimidated by her. Uh, you can tell um, she's. You know, she has a very strong, uh, and also she's a pretty, I mean, she's not just sort of strong and sort of hard person. She's very physically fit. She sort of runs them through these incredibly difficult physical drills. Um, so she's impressive. I, I really appreciated reading about her. Um, you know, she and was of inspired
1: course- by one of my sporting idols, um, the oh. big wave Hawaiian surfer Kiala Kennelly, who's this just this amazing woman that was surfing these huge Hawaiian waves, you know, before hardly any other women were doing it. So I've watched um, videos of her. She did a TED talk on fear, oh. which I just found massively inspiring. Because it's, you know, I get really scared sometimes when I do do it. Well, usually I'm terrified if I'm in big waves or, you know, doing a dangerous sport. So I'm just fascinated by, you know, women like her who face that fear. Right. And I had this idea of, you know, creating a character that's all about facing your fear. And she's trying to force other people to face that fear. And that is her whole mentality. And she kind of draws the other's into it.
0: Well, that was one of my, um, actually, that was a, absolutely a question on my list was the sort of the idea of fear. And um, because one uh, male character in particular, you know, has a lot of fear and she's, and Sky is really trying to help him work through that. So tell us about, like, I'm curious about that both as a, a storyteller and also as an athlete, um, you know, and and perhaps also the point of view that you heard in the, um, in the Hawaiian Surfers TED Talk, you know, what is it because fear must it must also motivate you right it must motivate yeah. these people as well as sort of slow them down so did, was that your experience how did that you know how did that sort of yeah, emerge i
1: i think i i was definitely um not really brave. i i, do, I don't really know why i'm drawn to extreme sports because i would not say i'm brave at all like when i was snowboarding um in the half pipe, I would be absolutely terrified, like all day long, my heart rate would have been so high, my adrenaline. But if you if you do that all day, you're jumping out of this icy wow. half pipe, and then you survive, you know, the relief is like nothing else. And I suppose that feeling pulls you back the next day, you get used to running on that level of adrenaline. And it's the same in the surf, you, you're out there, if it's, you know, got any size in, in the waves, you just anything could happen so it's you, you everything else in your life all your little worries or things that you've got to do the chores at home you, you don't think about that whatsoever you're purely in the moment mm-hmm. um, I think that's another thing that draws these people to sports they talk about flow where you're just absolutely focused on what you're doing and time you know almost seems to slow it's it's just a really amazing feeling that yeah. You have
0: to be focused because you might die, right? Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> that is, is really it is really interesting, and I, I love that, and also I think that in particular the use of that um the one character who sort of really suffered from fear it's a really humanizing element, right? Because if everybody and that's another thing I sort of love about looking and when I'm reading books is sort of the is the ways in which authors and you did this very well I think take a character who. Does something that I personally will would never do, will never do, but makes them human in a way that feels very real to me, um, and also that we we have we can offer you know sympathy and, and and it's a universal feeling. Fear is universal, whether or not you know you're somebody who who conquers fear, the big fear of being in the waves or not. Right. I think that was, and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And another sort of side um, plot and nuance to the story, which I thought was really effective, and that.
1: <laughs> and, and
0: that is I gonna keep going and that the thing that, that I really enjoyed about the story is the is that we really got to know these you know people really well and so even though we know that there's a killer among them or even you know more than one killer it because we have no idea really it's um we also all are like you said they're all kind of also likable in in many ways and that is um it kind of adds to the stress of and the excitement of reading the book, right? You're like, wait, do I like the killer? Is the killer somebody that I, you know, that I like? So. um, I I
1: guess as a writer, I'm sort of, I, I write about the things that interest me. Maybe that's just what, what any writer does really. So the things that interest me, you know, I guess sports, fear thrill seekers you know if there's something i don't understand but i'm curious about sometimes i'll try and write it so to see if right. i can you know, find an explanation for it in my head right and i did actually get um researching you know different thrill seekers you yeah. know and there's quite a lot of reasons for why people do those things sometimes they're trying to escape from a very high-pressure mm-hmm. job yeah for example or you know, they're depressed and and that makes them, pulls them out of that depression or, you know, all kinds of reasons. Right. And they each
0: have their, I mean, they're each very different. It's not like we have, you know, six or seven people with sort of the same background. You know, these are not six or seven hippie surfers. They're people who came from very different lives and, and lost things and, and gave up things. And, and so it's a really, it's, it's a really fun story because you get to know all these these people and um and i love it so much so so now you've got the one on the mountain and you've got the surfing story yeah. <laughs> so where
1: are we going what's book what's book three ali what are yeah, we yeah I'm, I'm still figuring it out i've got some ideas but i've hold, i've held off starting because i think it's all about you know getting the right idea you know, really sort of tweaking it so it is exactly, you know, the right one. And I think with the bay, uh, sorry, with the swell, I had a deadline. Yeah. So I kind of started writing mm-hmm. before I was quite ready to. Yeah. I mean I thought it took me four times as long. Uh, it took me two full years to write because right. I kept having to change things and going down dead ends and right. a different ending. So it wasn't clear enough in my head. Mm-hmm. So this time around, I'm trying to you know hold off a little bit. Definitely, I would like to try and take readers to another world. Um, yeah I, I, that's what I love as a reader. you know, yeah. going of my favorite books are set in worlds that I know nothing about, and they just, Give you this experience of living in this really strange world. One of my well, my favorite book that I read last year was this one. Ah, there, I love, I love him. He's yeah. so wonderful. I had heard it. He's it's not book. like it's literary fiction, so it's really not my genre. So I hadn't read it before, but I'd seen yes. it all over Instagram, and then yeah. it's about ice hockey. And I, I've yes. seen an ice hockey match. I don't know anything about That's ice
0: hockey, right? But,
1: fascinated by this whole world where people revolve around ice hockey, so. and they
0: do that's more of that yeah. yeah that I know a little bit more about that's more sort of in my <laughs> uh neck of the woods but um mm, yeah, yeah and that's he's that is a wonderful story and uh yeah. and it has some thriller elements as well right it's I mean that's so, the thing that's yeah. fun about um yeah, it's real. I think it's really fun about reading different types of books is you know some of them aren't thriller thrillers but they certainly Good storytelling always has yes. some suspense. So, so you it sounds like I understand exactly what you mean. You're like you really are like, and I, and it also I'm also somebody who writes. A whole, I can write a whole book three times because I don't quite have it figured out. Although I've I've never quite figured out how to figure it out before I start. So yeah. I admire that you're um, that you're doing that. So do you as you're as you've written these these books now? Are you a plot like was Shiver plotted out start to finish? Um, so you knew.
1: Yeah, well I, I I had spent twenty years before I wrote Shiva trying and failing. To write a book and I could never you know finish it satisfactorily so that I could you know actually this is this is done I'm going to submit it to agents or publishers and I finally figured out that was because I didn't plan them I got Uh in a mess with the storyline the arc was wrong or I couldn't figure out the ending so I studied lots of books on writing craft and story structure and planning methods and so Shiva was the first book I planned I plotted it all out onto little post-it notes put them all on a a whiteboard, made a lot with the order because it has a dual timeline. So there was lots of shuffling and trying to find the right order. And I I know I couldn't have written it without planning it like that. And I was lucky with me. It took me about six months to write. It just came out really smoothly. And then I, you know, spent a month or so editing at the end and that was it. So I thought, wow, I've got this process now. I'll try the same with the swell. And yeah, oh my God, it it just did not happen like that at all. I think every story is different. That's what other writers have seemed to say. Yeah. So I just went down all these dead ends and something was too similar to Shiva. So I had to change it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it took two years and six rounds of structural edits. So, well it was a hard time it wasn't like yeah, it wasn't it was a normal so i think i've heard so goodness. many
0: pandemic writing stories yeah and yeah. i don't think i don't think you can count that that as two years because that was just <laughs> so what a mess so and i had my little know, kids at home right,
1: and, you know, school right. Yeah. yeah
0: right that doesn't count you can't you the fact <laughs> that you finished the <laughs> book is is amazing but you know i have to say i i'm i just published my 16th book wow. and a hundred percent, no two are the same. And I wish I had, you know, I, at books, you know, two and three and seven, I thought I got this. I know what I'm doing and I have yet to figure out. And I know some people do. So I'm, I hopefully you'll be, you'll get it worked out. But for me, it's every book feels like, reinventing the wheel right.
1: so okay yeah that's I've heard of... so much is some writers I've heard that one planning method will work for them for two books and then the next time it doesn't work and then they find a new method that works yeah. for the books so I guess we're always you know changing and evolving as writers and each story yeah. is, is different so
0: it requires something different well I do love I mean I love the idea of being a planner I am I've never been a planner but I think yeah. that's brilliant because I do feel like <laughs> you know, even when my books, when I successfully finish a book, I my out file, you know, my, my discarded words is usually almost as big as the book itself. So it's a lot, it seems like
1: <laughs> not
0: the most efficient way to do it. Well, that's yeah. really exciting. Um, and, cool. um, I won't ask any more about that book cause you're still churning it in your brain, yeah. but, um, Absolutely. we'll look forward to it. And so, Thanks, okay. So tell us, uh, tell, um, uh, so I'm going to show this fabulous cover one more time. Um, mm-hmm. Tell your, um, our readers and stuff where to find you, uh, our listeners, I should say, where to find you online, um, where you are on Instagram and Facebook and where you prefer to, you know, to be found.
1: Sure. So I'm on Instagram a lot. It's at authorallyr. And also I'm on Twitter a fair bit. Same at authorallyr. I have a Facebook page, but I hardly use it. I just, oh, I'm such a technophobe. And I've got an author website as well, www.ally-reynolds.com. So okay and a, for listeners I listen Allie is a-l-l-i-e because that's right yeah
0: and that's <laughs> and you are Allie R um and Allie dash Reynolds well okay. well this was a wonderful story I enjoyed it so much and I was so what a fun to get to talk to you about the world of surfing and and extreme sports and I just all of that chat makes me just want to put my feet up and lay down on my couch for a while oh. because, <laughs> uh, but that's fabulous well I look forward to the next thing you do And uh, it's been so fun having you today. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. I really enjoyed the chat. Thank you.
0: Thanks, (laughs) me too. This is Danielle Gerard, and you've joined us for Killer Women. Join us next time. And thank you for joining. Bye.